Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week's hashtag QueryF contains references to violent hate crimes, sexual harassment, and rape. I got a pair of silver shorts on and I was topless, but I put glitter across the top of me. But obviously it was October time, so absolutely freezing. Back in 2017, Will Mayrick, a 19-year-old photography student in London, was on his way out to a party with a group of friends. They were taking the tube and it was set to be a fun night. So I put a big parka coat on over the top of me to cover up because I not only thought about obviously me being cold, but also like what people might think. This group of guys got on, we were all sat down chatting, we weren't causing a fuss at all. Then it was Kenning Town, just before North Greenwich. They got up and just started shouting homophobic abuse at my friends and I. For me, I just like, I just can't see this happen. So I stood up behind them and I was like, come on, like give it a rest, what are you doing? And they grabbed hold of me and like got me in a headlock. They just like were absolutely vile, like up in our faces, shouting abuse, carried on, carried on. And then by this point, I was like, there's actually like nothing I can do. And he'd like got me really tight around the neck, one of the guys, and then was threatening to stab me. And then the other, they were like, apologize, apologize. And I was like, well, apologize for what? And he's like, apologize for being gay. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Will's experience might sound shocking, but it's not all that surprising. One third of young LGBT people don't feel safe using public transport. At the end of 2018, I was waiting at a bus stop. There was a gay couple waiting too, kissing goodbye as the bus pulled up. The bus stopped, but pulled away again without opening the doors as the driver saw the couple. They told me this wasn't the first time this or something similar had happened whilst using public transport. Research from LGBT Youth Scotland explains that young people say that there's pressure to act straight so as not to become a target and that staring and looks can make them feel unsafe whilst getting out and about, which is something that everybody should be able to do without fear. And this is not a new story for this show. On our first ever episode, trans activist Charlie Cracks was harassed on the tube on the way to our recording. You never really know if people are staring at you because they think you're hot or they think you're like just interesting looking or if they just think, oh, that's a man. But you can usually tell, like you can usually tell like if there's like a snigger or if they're like pointing to and whispering. Like you could, And I had that today, like I mean, on the train here, there was like a, a family like talking about me within earshot, like... So, like, I definitely don't pass full time. Like, honey, all you have to... <laughs> people can't see me now, but listen to my voice. Like, the minute I open my mouth, the jig is up. I'm Jamie Wareham, 
This week on Hashtag QueerAF, we explore just how safe public transport is for LGBT plus people. Reporter Cassie Calpin hears three intersecting stories from Will, Nikki and Martin. They've all faced prejudice while traveling, but they've all turned their hate crimes into three inspiring actions. I study psychology, which I'm in my final year at. This is Nikki Hayden. You'll recognise her voice from our Stonewall History episode. Go back and check that out if you haven't yet. Nikki is trans and from Nottingham. But she studies on campus at the University of Westminster in London, where National Student Pride is hosted. Incidents when I've used public transport when essentially people, primarily men, haven't been, let's just say, very nice to me. They've been quite insultive, I guess because they've recognised that I'm transgender and they have an issue with it. One time when I actually reported it to a, a bus driver, he just said, oh, well, if you don't, like, just get off the bus. So Nikki has had to remove herself from situations in the past where she's been harassed. She went on to tell me about how comments from strangers, which could be deemed flattering, could quite easily turn into something nasty. Because groups of men, they feel like sometimes they can approach me, especially when I'm on my own, make sexualised comments. It just disgusts me. Um, it makes me feel uncomfortable if a guy has made a comment about my appearance which people might deem positive, but it can really change very suddenly if then it's realised that I'm trans. And if, you know, on public transport, especially on the tube, there's nowhere to go. If you're in between stations, you have no option but to remain there. So that can be uncomfortable, and I've experienced that. They're like, apologise, apologise. And I was like, well, apologise for what? And he's like, apologise for being gay. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then when he got me, like, so tight around the throat, I was just like, what do I do? Like, if I don't apologise, he's not going to let go of me. And this is a really awful situation. We're trapped on this tube until the next stop. And it's just gone down into a tunnel. And I just want to get out of this situation. So I was like, I'm sorry, please just get off me. And obviously, like, I'm completely not sorry for my sexuality and that I'm gay. Will tells me that he just wanted to get out of the situation, but when in between tube stops and in the tunnels, this is difficult. Straight away it just doesn't set in what's happening because you're just so frightened. And with a group of friends, I wanted my friends to be OK and I was thinking about them and a lot of them just completely froze and couldn't move. And you just want to get out, get off, and you just question, like, what? why is this happening? Who are these people? What have they seen that about me? Or what do they think about me that's made them want to want to do this? Once Will and his friends got off the tube at the next stop, he spoke to platform staff and reported the hate crime to the British Transport Police. There are over 3,000 officers who police railways, metros and subways across the UK. The British Transport Police did a media appeal and they had themselves in within two days. The British Transport Police asked me whether I'd identify myself in a, an interview with the Evening Standard because they said it might help for kind of like identifying prejudice and also for hate crime. The two teenagers were handed a 12-month referral order and each had to pay a £20 victim surcharge and £150 compensation. Will donated this money to LGBT charities. I don't want their money and if their money that they're giving can be 
given to a good cause, it's kind of a more of a slap in the face for them. It kind of does show that we're not in this place that we should be. And the argument that they were young, so they shouldn't face prison or they shouldn't have anything more serious, I think is a pathetic argument because at 16 and 17, you're sitting your GCSEs and going into A-levels, which dictate the rest of your life. So how on earth are you not answerable to court? You know exactly what you're doing at 16 and 17. I believe that if someone's being harassed, especially on public transport, it should be the driver to put their foot down and say, leave. Like, if you've got an issue, it shouldn't be, the owner shouldn't be on me to remove myself from safety when it's public transport. But unfortunately, I've had to. Nikki continues by explaining there are times she would prefer getting public transport over walking by herself because she feels safer where there are larger numbers of people. But this isn't always possible. You know, I, I transitioned 11, 12 years ago, a long time ago. Pretty much every year from that moment of transition, something has happened to me. Like in the street, whether it's a verbal comment or worse. For example, just in November, it was late one night and I was, I was trying to order an Uber, but my phone went dead. So um, I went to grab a cab. It was very late and um, a guy tried to rape me in the middle of the street, attacked me, mugged me. Now, at that time, public transport, like uh, the tube wasn't running, you know. I've been physically assaulted numerous times, including during the day, just walking, walking home, you know, um, in Nottingham and in London. Nikki goes on to tell me about discrimination she has faced when going through security at airports. I know it only occurred because I'm transgender. You know, I was mocked, laughed at. Officers use male pronouns like security people. And it's just disgusting what the trans community especially has to go through when you're going through security. After the break, Cassie speaks with Martin Lukes, the brains behind the Ride with Pride campaign that put rainbows on buses, DLR trains and taxis across the streets of London. Plus, how Nikki ended up on huge posters welcoming thousands of people every day to the UK at Heathrow for Digital Pride. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back. I'm Jamie Warren. 
and this is Hashtag QueerAF, the podcast from National Student Pride. I first met Will Meyrick, who Cassie Galpin is chatting to today, shortly after he was violently attacked on the tube in 2017. I'm a journalist at Case on News, and I followed the attacker's case as they were brought to justice. However, Will's story doesn't stop there. Cassie found out what Will's been up to since the court date. He's been involved in a project that he hopes will educate younger people and ultimately prevent attacks like his from ever happening again. For me, um, straight away, I kind of thought, you know, I'm in a position and I've been given this platform to, to speak and having a personal story has far greater impact to be able to make change. So um, I now uh, volunteer for two charities, Diversity Role Models, and I'm getting involved with another one called Just Like Us, um, who speak in schools about uh, LGBT rights and education and homophobia, biphobia and transphobia. So, um, hi everyone, I'm Will. Um, I live in London, but I grew up in a really small village. Just like us do Diversity Schools Week. That's really, really great. And it's the kind of, for me, it's like reinforcing that message and giving that example. And they pride themselves on having those people who firsthand are LGBT to talk about their experiences. I was so frightened at the time and they got me so tight around the neck. I thought if I don't apologise. So Will believes there's a lot of power in educating younger people with LGBT awareness. But he also told me he thinks public transport bodies have a responsibility to promote diversity too. That's why next we hear from Martin. I'm Martin Lukes. I'm a change manager during the day and I work on LGBT projects in my spare time. Back in 2015, Martin was working for Transport for London. When you come to London, TfL is London. I mean, you can't, you can't move through London without touching a part of TfL, whether it be getting on a bus stepping on a road that belongs to TfL, going on a, past a traffic light belongs to TfL, you're in constant contact with TfL. I just knew that it would be able to reach many, many people, and it, and it did. I also thought, thought that TfL had a, a certain responsibility being able to reach our diverse customer base and make them feel proud of, of London and, and our transport system. So that's why London was a good place for a massive diversity campaign. But at the time, around 2014, when Martin was coming up with the idea, something happened on a bus which reinforced why his plans were needed. There was an incident in Blackheath where a couple of gay guys were kicked off a bus for kissing. And the bus driver said to them at that particular time, my bus, my rules. And actually it wasn't his bus and it wasn't his rules. Buses in London operate under the TfL name, but are run by separate companies. And the trouble was, was that on the side of the bus was a, was a TfL roundel. So people thought, OK, so it's not a whatever the bus company was. They thought it was TfL. And then we had Stonewall on the phone and then the press were saying this has happened. So it was very easy for TfL to get themselves in the press for bad reasons. So I approached the managing director of surface transport and said, why don't we show the public and the people of London and their families and supporters that we are LGBT friendly? Um, came up with this diversity campaign. So it took a little while to search for a, a company, a bus company that we could use. We wanted a red bus, so we kept the bus red. And we wanted it to look like a flag had been draped over the front of the bus and it waving along the sides, so rather than being just stripes on a bus, we wanted to give it some a kind of iconic image. So soon after, Martin had his campaign on the roads and on the tracks. 
I was already using Rye with Pride for internal communication. So every time we had our LGBT network, we attended Pride in London, we used Rye in Pride as a banner. So it made sense to have Rye with Pride as, as the campaign name. Within a couple of months, I had well, the first, the world's first rainbow bus on the roads, and that was in 2015. It was launched on the 1st of March, and it went on for 18 months on the road. From that, literally launching the bus, a gay cabbie had contacted me via Twitter and said, can you pimp up my cab for your campaign? I thought, well, why not try and see if I could do it? Very quickly, we had the Ryby Prize on his taxi and then also working in the background I was working with Barclays and Barclays said how can we join in with the program and I said why not join the Ryber Pride campaign and put a rainbow stripe on a DLR train which went straight past the head office every day. Before the break Nikki was telling us about the discrimination she has faced at airports. She wanted to do something about this and started work with Digital Pride on a campaign which saw her welcoming people to the UK in a very unique way. It all started with a photo shoot. All around Heathrow Airport I have huge ads welcoming people into Heathrow and out of Heathrow Airport. It's part of Heathrow's overall welcome campaign where they choose a large group that aren't generally represented. It was initially for their Pride at Heathrow campaign, which involved members of the public and staff members. And apparently they liked it so much it's been extended for, I think, a year or so. Although I've recently had a lot of backlash over that ad campaign with people recognising it and um, not liking the fact that a transgender woman is welcoming them into Heathrow Airport. This backlash started with an anti-transgender activist posting online a photo of the image of Nikki, which had the addition of a small placard with the words woman, noun, adult, human, female. The wording is the Google definition of a woman, and when used in this way, it is interpreted as an anti-trans message. The person who posted this has a large online following, and as a result, Nikki experienced negative comments and criticism online. So that's been quite difficult to deal with because such a great honour to say, transgender people exist, we are here, welcome as I'm sure it is for everyone else who's part of the welcome campaign. And it's just unfortunate that recently there's been a more negative spin on on that. So there's still more work to do. With friends on the tube when you're on a night out and everyone's had a bit to drink and they're having a laugh, I'm always a bit wary of... um, nobody be, like, too over the top, don't be too outrageous because of what somebody might say on the tube at night and especially like when you're out kind of Friday, Saturday evening and you're thinking everybody else has had a bit to drink and that's when people get aggressive. If I've ever like dated someone and it's got to the point where you've been at that point with each other where you've held hands since I have been wary of it for the fact of going through certain areas in London and I want to do it because I actually like that person enough to hold their hands, but at the same time, I'm also wary of what people might say in certain areas of London. And so that's kind of one of my concerns as well, is that sometimes I don't feel comfortable to do it because 
of what someone might say, but I want to be able to show the, the affection that I have for that person. And I just feel like there's safety in numbers. I would hope that if an incident happened to me whilst on public transport in London, that someone would say something or do something to stop that incident from occurring. Um, I think in regards to using public transport for drivers of public transport to receive training so that they feel comfortable and competent in approaching a situation and being able to help someone out who may be harassed. I think that would be great and had, you know, previous, uh, in my previous incident, had that person received training to know how to approach it um, and to defuse the situation, not exacerbate, I would have felt so much better. That and people need to be careful and protect themselves. However, you know, you shouldn't have to change the way you live, change who you are in order to be safe. You know, it should be people who are the harassers that should change their behaviour. But I would say be wary. I'm always, because of the situations I face, I'm always now wary whenever I'm outside of my home. I never felt uncomfortable about being on the tube, but I probably would think twice about my behaviour. Um, and that's not good because I like just to be myself. But gay people have to come out every day of their lives. And depending on the situation, how, how comfortable you are with it, it would, you know, it would depend. And I get that, that sometimes some transport late at night in and out of borough, you may not want to be yourself. On each of the buses, there is uh, CCTV. They'll know what the inside of the bus looked like. They'll know what the outside of the bus looked like. But until people make a complaint directly to TfL, TfL will not know. And I'm absolutely 100% certain that TfL take this stuff very seriously. Make that complaint if you feel you have been uh, excluded. I totally identify with the incredible stories that Cassie's found in today's show. Me and my boyfriend regularly stop and talk about how queer friendly a place is before we even start holding hands. It's an action that should be so natural, but in reality, could still land us in a heap of trouble. So please, be safe out there. A TFL spokesperson told the hashtag QueerAF podcast that they take hate crimes on their networks very seriously. And they urge you, if you experience or witness hate crime on the transport network, to text 61016 or call 101 to report it. And if it's an emergency, remember, always call 999. It's also important to stress, hate crime doesn't have to be targeted at you to be reported. You can report anything you see happening to someone else, or you can even report it on their behalf if they don't want to. We've put a link to the hate crime and instant reporting form in our show notes. That's it for this week's Hashtag QueryF. Today's show was produced by Cassie Galping. And just to pause for a second, Cassie is a fab human, wonderful audio producer and ace journalist. Look out for more of her work in the coming weeks and months. Her handle again, at Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E, Galpin, G-A-L-P-I-N. Executive production on this episode came from me, at Jamie underscore Wareham, that's W-A-R-E-H-A-M. And thanks to Martin, Nikki and Will for sharing their inspiring stories today. 
Do you have a story to tell? This podcast pays LGBT plus producers, students and graduates to tell their most hashtag queer AF story. It's a project by National Student Pride to keep our pride of conversation going all year round. Email me, jamie at studentpride.co.uk if you want to pitch an episode or have a story to tell to our roll call of student reporters. Thanks to Gaystar News for allowing us to run a clip from their mini YouTube documentary with Will. And music today comes from the free music archive, Tours, Broke for Free and AA Alto. Subscribe to the podcast and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us put the podcast in more people's ears. Share the Spotify link with a friend or hey, just tell them about why they should listen to the show on their favourite podcast app. We are hashtag QueryF. So help us spread the message because so are you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.